This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. You're listening to The Paranormal Pursuit, hosted by Bobsy from 99.7 The Mix and Larry Wilson from the Urban Paranormal Investigation. You're not alone. We're not alone. The Paranormal Pursuit will keep you company. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we made it, man, to the finale episode of the Paranormal Pursuit Season 2. This is Episode 13, and our season finale. Man, it flew by. Yeah, the whole season did. I think it flew by faster than the first season, man. <laughs> you know, when it comes to the paranormal, I could do one of these every day. Yeah, yeah. You, we, you could. You could literally I, talk. I would. I would. And every time you tell a story... Uh, you do it with a different uh, angle, which is pretty cool. It's pretty great. And that's why I like revisiting these places. Because every single time we tell these stories, although it has the same experience or the same encounter or the same EVP, right? we're either reminded of a feeling or we ask a different question. Or sometimes we even you know, question each other on, do you remember this? Do you remember that? And, and that's that's weird how memories work. And, and with this stuff, too, I mean, you're always thinking about it. I mean, every day something comes up. Do you remember something that happened with the paranormal? And then different questions come up, or why did it do this, or why did it do that? You right, know? So, right. Yeah. And, and, and the unexplainable part of it, uh, you know, and, and stuff that you find, you know, stuff that you forget about. Like when we talk about... Uh, number seven on my list of Bonzi's top 10 paranormal encounters. That's what this one is going to be doing is going through my top 10. We know Larry's done his many times and it's, it's funny how it changes. It does your top 10 because you know, things come up at other places and some of them get bumped down and, or you realize how actually scary that was or how amazing that was. And it's kind of like you see the different places you'll see articles, maybe newspaper articles and stuff. They'll say uh, this about the most haunted place in America or this and that. It's the only, the most haunted place in America or wherever to the person that experiences it. Right, you know, it's right. not, you can't pick out one place. Right. And um, but anyway, like I said, you know, we we talked about Velisca, the Axe Murder House, when we went in our investigation. We talked about the photo that I took up in the attic. Yeah, and how I was creeped out by it. Well, going back and doing my research and going back and trying to find uh, other photographs or or video of because I knew we had some stuff. Right. I found the sequence actually of the I think it was six or seven pictures that I took in order. And how they were taken, you had them on your page, buried somewhere. And you know, Larry's always great at taking all these pictures and videos and stuff, but then he loses where he puts well, them. What happens over the years? I mean, the memories <laughs> last longer than your computers do because right. computers wear out, and uh, and you have uh, you change computers and stuff. So I've got a lot of data on other computers that I need to right. go back. And so and look I, at. I found that, and it's really neat to see and remember that sequence of pictures. And and I and I'm put right back in there about how I was, you know, doing it. And and man, it's just it's even creepier. And we need to get a photo of the actual camera you were using and I think that will help yeah. explain it better where why my finger was at it yeah. wasn't possible for you to get your finger in front of the lens <laughs> right yeah. all right we'll Crazy. get to that here in just a bit so uh this is again season two episode 13 uh, available on Spotify Apple Google all that good stuff and uh, the paranormal pursuit podcast page uh go look at the podcast page you need to go check out the podcast page for this one especially because of the pictures and the video uh pretty much all 10 has something for you to look at right. to put with the uh, podcast today, which is pretty great. The actual bench here from number 10, you can see the bench that we're going to be talking about and how that was my actual, my very, very first uh, paranormal experience with you. You know, I had had right. some paranormal experiences before, 
uh, going to church camps and stuff that I had shared with you, you know, growing up and some stuff that was pretty scary and pretty uh, disturbing. Right. And, um, you know, I, I haven't really talked about that, but maybe we will talk about that in season three. Um, you know, maybe our, our first our first interaction with paranormal, because um, I think, Larry, when you when you talk about this stuff with me, especially the religious side of it is such a big, big deal. Angels and demons, Satan and and God, you know, that's where a lot of that stuff came from being, you know, my dad being a minister and growing right. up and, and, and seeing it and hearing it for myself as a young kid. Knowing that, hey, there's something going on, and I think it probably reaffirms what your what your dad told you. you Absolutely. Know, and so the, then again, I know, hey, how dangerous this can be. And with that picture you're talking about too, you see the bench. Look at the background behind Bonzi in the photo, yeah. and then remember that that photo's taken with a camera flash, so you're sitting there in the dark. Yeah, you know, so yeah. that that added to the whole situation. So we're going to start with number ten and work our way up to the number one uh, best top ten paranormal encounter that I that I had. And, and um, again, it was very hard to put this list together because as I was going back and, and reviewing our, our, our trips together, um, there's just there were so many things. And I'm like, man, that was cool. Um, and I didn't really go by. Was I scared? You know, what was the most scary? What was the most creepy? What was the most, you know what I mean? I, I, I just went by what made my jaw drop right. the most. Well, let me ask you this before we get started, too. Um, when we first started talking about the paranormal, the first time I came in and all that, um, did you think you would experience the things, all the stuff you've experienced in the last, what, 13, 14 investigations yeah, we've done no together? Way. I mean, no way. And, and and if anyone says that when they meet you and talk to you and, and, and with any of the parents, if anyone thinks that they're going to have this stuff happen, I think that's a red flag right away, Larry, that you don't want to take somebody like that with you. Yeah. Like, because they're just going to want well, everything, things if, to happen. If you go looking for ghosts, you're going to find them. Right, right, Because right, everything right. you hear or record is going to be a ghost. Right. So I think what makes us work so well is that I am such a skeptic. And that I am such a, a a factual finder, and and want to make sure that what we can you know, if we can explain it, we're going to explain it. Right. If we can't, though, you've got to put a big question mark and, on. And I think not to a fault, but I think there's been occasions where we've probably and and usually it's it's something that you've said that throws a little doubt in my mind. We've probably thrown out some actual evidence just because there's a possibility. That that was something else and not paranormal, right? And and the one thing that I always go back to with that is Ferrar. Yeah, you know Ferrar, we have actual. I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind what happened then. What that was it, and and, and you hear it, and yeah. we were there. But then there's other stuff that we picked up later on. I think in those investigations right. that we were just like, eh, let's get rid of that. Yeah, that could have been paranormal yeah. but we were just so focused in on what was really happening in that classroom yeah that the other stuff it's kind of like we didn't care about it but sometimes in the other investigations the stuff we didn't care about that would have been like the big enchilada right right and i think sometimes too some of the voices that that we might throw out sound like you know one of right, us right, right 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 but i've also noticed that places i've gone by myself and recorded things when there's nobody else talking Sometimes sound like me, yeah. You know, so yeah. I don't know how this all works, but uh, but anyhow, we try to just keep what we can explain. That's right. All right, so let's get started here with with uh, number ten on my list of my my, my top ten paranormal encounters. Um, it's it's Will Hill, one of Larry's favorite uh, uh, spots to go to. Uh, he's had many experiences at this place. You can go back to season one and listen to his Will, Williamsburg Hill podcast with all those EVPs. 
Um, we've got a couple of EVPs here that we'll play. We've played them before, but just so you know, you can be refreshed here. And if you want to go back and listen to our, you know, Will Hill has been talked about in season one and season two. Right, right. Um, and there's been a ton of EVPs picked up, a ton of stories, a ton of encounters. We're going to talk about the bench story here in just a little bit and get into that a little bit more. But And this is the first place you went with me. My very, very first place, September 28, 2012. Um, here's a couple of the EVPs, though, that we received at Will Hill that night. So again, what you just heard there is a spirit box session we were doing, and, and one of the interns that was with us at the time uh, went by Tuna Melt, and you hear in the clip, you can hear Tuna said twice. Yeah. One time you can hear it really faintly. The, the first time's harder to understand. And then the second one you hear Tuna, and then you hear, did you just say my name? Yeah. And every time we play that clip, you and I say the same thing. Everyone says the same thing. What are the odds? What are the chances that Tuna is going to come through a radio station twice yep. in the matter of 10 seconds? And for those who don't know, all the Spirit Box is, it's an AM, FM radio modulator that scans the frequencies, and you choose either AM or FM. And I, the one thing I'll always remember what you said that night, because you were really skeptical about anything with that box working, you know, because you've been in radio and you know how these things work. But you said that night something to the effect that, you know, that you couldn't explain it because you said unless somebody's out here on a ham radio doing a trickin' chicken of the sea yeah. commercial, tuna should not be coming through that box. Right. There's no way the word tuna should be coming through that and box. And it didn't come through just once. It came through eight or nine times yeah. that night. Yeah. Yeah. Second EVP from Will Hill. This one was really creepy and scary because uh, we'll, we'll, we'll tell the story after the clip. Five goes with the Cemetery Ridge recorder. I'm just kidding. Right? <laughs> Again, uh, we're at the Ridge Cemetery here in, uh, uh, what county again is this? this is Shelby, Shelby. Shelby County. And um, it is definitely one of the coolest places I think I've ever been. EVP session number one, I'm going to check the tape recorder. Tuna and I are going to chill out over here. And uh, Sarah's going to take a recorder with her. Larry's going to walk back, get his glasses, and um, maybe get a shot of whiskey or something. I don't know. I'm getting the wine. Have you guys seen anything yet or just keep hearing stuff? Dude, that is, listen to me. You city broads need to calm down. Okay, Mr. St. Louis. No, listen to me. I, where do I live now? I live on a numbered street. Yeah, Can't okay, this is a numbered road too, so calm down, all right? Now that's a long clip. Yeah. But you'll hear at the very end there, uh, I feel Sarah. Uh, and I'm going to fast forward it to where, you know, again, that was the reason we played the long version is because I have a handheld microphone plugged into a recording device as you've got all these other recorders set up throughout the cemetery. And you hear the conversation very, very well. Um, and then all of a sudden you hear this, what almost sounds like a, a robotic yeah. voice come through the, the microphone. And not only did we pick it up on that, um, it, you know, I thought we picked that up on another one as well, didn't we? Um I don't think so. I didn't think, we think it said "f you, Sarah" in one of the clips? No, this was your this was your okay, recorder, okay. of course. Yeah, and she uh, thought it said "f you, Sarah." On right, right. And I don't know if we've said here in this um, podcast, but Sarah was your co-host. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. her name. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyhow, when you guys recorded this, I remember you telling me too that when you called Sarah in to listen to it, because you found it, you were going through you know the review of the audio from your recorder. 
she thought you had uh, doctored it up, you know, and you proved to her just by, you know, the, the program, the computer program, this is the original What freaked recording. me out was because it said, I, I heard Sarah. I didn't hear the other part that went along with that. And she heard the other stuff. I just heard Sarah's name. I was like, did that say Sarah's name? Yeah. And so, yeah, obviously the, the, the prankster that I am, she came in there. Oh, you put that in there. Well, then she actually watched the clip on how it was done and how and there's no way to, to overlap. There's no way to there's no way to take the original sound and put something inside that original sound. Right. And she saw the original sound. And I remember her eye. She freaked out when yeah. that when that happened. So we'll play that again so you can hear the I feel Sarah part. Okay, Mr. St. Louis. No, listen to me. Where do I live now? Sam. Live on a numbered street. No, listen to me. Where do I live now? Sam. Live on a numbered street. No, listen to me. Where do I live now? Sam. Live on a numbered street. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was crazy, man. And again, we did not hear that while we were there. But to explain the Wheel Hill bench story real quick, and the reason it was such a jaw-dropping moment for me, because... Larry, you know, leading up, well, anytime you take a road trip with Larry any place, you're going to hear tons of stories. And he, and he talked about, you know, you, you just feel like there, there's people out in the woods. You feel like there's things in the woods, you know, and, and, and the way that the woods surrounds this cemetery, it kind of, you feel like you're trapped, you know, inside that area. There's only one way in and one way out. And the benches that are around, I don't think that bench is there anymore. Did you say no, that bench it, is it's, not there? No, it's kind of just from dilapidation. It right. rotted. It's no longer there. And so you told a story, you know, about a couple of people that went there before, and you thought, like, in that back area, you thought there was something back there making noises or yeah. bats I sounds mean, and stuff. You could hear, and you hear everything in the woods, but mm-hmm. you could hear some, like, somebody tromping around in the woods. And there was another investigator sitting on the bench this particular night, and he said it felt like somebody was behind him, and he wanted me to shine my light there. There was nothing there. Right. Kind of the same thing that happened to you. It was crazy because it literally we got there. That was like one of the first things I wanted to do after we set up all the equipment and got our stuff set up. We went to that spot. Um, you guys were maybe 10 to 12 feet away from where I was standing right. or, or sitting. You but guys again, were, but it's, it's totally dark out there. Yeah. You really Pitch couldn't black. see us probably. I'm sitting on the bench. My back is facing the woods. And I don't know, man. I, I, I couldn't have been sitting there for more than 60 seconds. It wasn't. I wasn't sitting there for a very long time. But in the way you described it, it was kind of an unbearable feeling where I can't sit here. Someone like rushed up behind me. It felt like somebody like rushing up behind me. I go, uh, uh, and I I jumped right up and said, it just it feels like that there's something rushing up. Somebody and something invaded your space. Yeah, and I didn't like that at all. So that was my first ever jaw dropping moment with the paranormal with Larry Wilson. Okay, but that not again. That was not my first ever experience with the, the realm that is the spiritual realm or the paranormal realm. Okay, and again, we'll talk about that in season three. Um, number nine on the list of my uh, top ten paranormal encounters: the Doctor Uggs drugstore. Now, this video is going to be up on our podcast page, and we in, in the toy plane video. Uh, people have watched it on YouTube already. Uh, Dr. Uggs right there in, in Virginia, Illinois. This is from the October 23rd, 2021 investigation that we did. It's in Virginia. Uh, building was built in 1897. Uh, Larry's been there many, many times and gotten a lot of EVPs. And and uh, the thing about these EVPs we, we mentioned in the podcast from Dr. Uggs is that the voices all sound the same, and some of them are saying the same things. Yeah, yeah. So that's one of the voices that we're talking about. I mean, that, hey, that yep. you, you've you picked that up numerous times at that building. Right, when nobody else was there. I mean, we've been there twice, and, and we picked it up also on the first time we were there. Yeah. 
Again, that was from the night that we were there investigating. That's a loud, weird noise yeah. that we did not hear at all. And I think that was pretty early on, too. And, and, and there's just no way that we would miss something like that. And I think that's one of the things that's kind of baffling, I believe, to you, too, because we've had this conversation before. We should hear that, but we don't, you know, but uh, as loud as that is and, and in a place like that. And the thing about going on these investigations with Larry that, that I and I don't know, maybe I'll ask you this question. And you and you've made jokes about this before, and I always say it's not me, it's us. But you always like to joke around that this kind of stuff, the physical interaction stuff, happens a lot when I'm around. Yeah. Yeah, there's so I don't necessarily know if I believe that. I mean, you've had physical interaction stuff happen with you though with other people, correct? And when you've been on stuff. Right. Right. I have. And uh but there's been several places where that, that we've gone, um, and, and you were with me, that it seemed like things were focusing around you. And I don't know if that's, um, you know, I don't know how this works. Nobody knows how this works. But it's something on the other side that wants to either, hey, prove this to you, that, hey, this is real and, and something is here. Or because maybe your background and your faith that wants to say, hey, I can, you know, scare you away from your and faith. And I brought or this up to you before, too. Do you think it's more maybe because I am such, uh, I, I'm not going to say a good investigator, I don't mean it by that. I mean that I really pay attention to my surroundings. I think so. And especially, you know... Because I'm always about taking pictures. I'm right. always about taking video. You're always kind of like the audio kind of stuff and the feelings of type of stuff. I'm always trying to get pictures of stuff. Right, exactly. And I think uh, when you when we go places, you're focused on listening and wanting to hear things. And I think when you're in a dark place like that, and there's rarely anyone with us. Maybe we'll take an intern, one of your interns, or a couple of your interns, there's only at the max three or four people there, and I think your senses are just so much more profound when right. you're in a you know a place like that. So, I think again with this drug store, the Doctor Rugs, the toy plane thing, you know, it, it it was it just the way it happened, you know, and and the ball incident, and I think well the shower curtain incident, it kind of just like we it was like a coincidence that we happened to see this at that time. You well, know, actually, which is weird. And I don't think this is coincidence myself, I'm, and not what you just said, but it's always like you're just a few moments late of seeing something. Uh -huh. And it's almost like you're not supposed to see it as it happens, but it's apparent enough where you know, hey, this wasn't like that before. This wasn't right. there before. You right. know? And that's happened to us several times. We've proved it on the video. You can go check it out on the podcast page. And the gist of the story goes, again, we'll do it really quick because you can get the full story from uh, the, the, the Dr. Ruggs podcast. Um, in the room, there's a table that did not have this toy plane sitting on it when we first went through setting up everything. Right. Matter of fact, something was setting on top of where this yeah. plane was, and we moved the object to the yeah. floor, and you'll see and there in the video. There. You'll see in the video, and then when we kind of uh, glance by it, we recreate it with two pictures, and we focus in on it. And again, I think the reaction too from from you and I when you when you just see our faces and you and you, and you look at the the the, the kind of just like it's it's a it's a weird it's a weird reaction look. It's like a confused, excited, you know. What the heck is going on? Look? Exactly. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I, mean, I wish it's we would have just... had video on our faces when Ferrar was going down. <laughs> yeah. The reactions on that audio are, are insane. So go check out the toy plane. That's number nine. Number eight, Randolph County Infirmary. 
the door slam incident. Again, these are my Bonzi top 10 paranormal encounters, okay? It's really hard to pick the top 10 because a lot of stuff has happened. And you can go back and listen to these podcasts. We get a lot of evidence. We get a lot of stuff that we put out there. And we want you guys to check it out. We want you to listen to it. We want you to question it. We want you to ask us, hey, do you think you do you think it could have been this? Especially when we get to the pictures from the Velisca Axe Murder House. Go look at those pictures on the podcast page and look and see for yourself and, and, and dive into those pictures. Because, I mean, it's 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 hard to explain how some of that stuff happens. But the door slamming, again, very hard to explain. Uh, Randolph County Infirmary was built in 1899 in Winchester, Indiana. We got a lot of good, uh, you know, things from that investigation. Uh, there's a couple of EVPs here that we're going to play uh, from that investigation. This is the uh, the humming sound uh, that we're going to play first. Obviously, there's something being said there. We think it yeah. says hot and then some right. humming noises. Uh, that's in uh, Doris's room. Uh, the next one here uh, is a little music and singing for you uh, from that same room. Yeah, I don't think we need to play that one again. I mean, no. that's so creepy. Yeah. I mean, that's so creepy. It sounds like someone playing an old Victrola or, you know, record player. Right. And if we heard that while we were there, we would have been creeped out. Yeah. The two people that were with us, the two females that were with us, were creeped out a lot during the night. There's a picture, actually, of the jail cell that we spent some time in at the infirmary. But the door slam story, again, real quickly, the reason that was such a big encounter is because we were all in the room together. The lights were on, and you know we should. And I think our guard was all down. You know, our, all of our we were, guards were down. Yeah, we we're getting ready to go, packing up equipment. You know, you we're, know? we're we're geared up for the exit. You know, and um, we thought everything was done. And this was supposed to be the quote unquote safe room, the safe area. Yeah, where nothing creepy. Right, it's well lit. Happens, you know, it's pretty right? good shape, pretty good conditions. And, um, uh, this big giant door that. You know, was hard to move, couldn't move, wouldn't move all night. Larry's walking in one area. All of a sudden, he passes the door. We're in the other area. And the door doesn't close slowly. It slams shut. Slams shut. Yeah. And I said, man, you know, like we kind of thought Larry was a little upset, a little mad that, you know, we were leaving or whatever. Larry came back come back in the room. Like, what? Did yeah, you just like you slammed the door. Well, there was the, there was a we were in what I guess we'd call the dining room, and then there was a kitchen right next to it, and I was in the kitchen packing equipment up with my back to you guys, and I thought you guys slammed the door for some reason, you know, I couldn't figure <laughs> out why, but when we tried to recreate it, you can't slam the door because the carpet is too thick, where we had to actually force the door shut. Yeah, it, you can't, it won't slam. Yeah, but it did. It was definitely a moment that our jaws dropped, and we talked about that again for a good. 20, 30 minutes before we even left. Yeah. Larry's like, let's stay here looking at it. No, no, let's just get out of here. I think someone's telling us, hey, it's okay. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? Number seven on the list of my top 10 paranormal encounters is the uh, Velisca Axe Murder House. And people might be saying, if, if, they, if they're familiar with the paranormal, Velisca's only number seven? Well... Not a lot happened to me, and I'm not, and I'm not upset about that. Okay, no. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> yeah. I'm not, 
upset about that at all because the Velisca Axe Murder House is, is not a place to play around with. It's not somewhere that I think you should go if you're just getting into the paranormal, if you're not experienced with this stuff. Because I think that there is, I mean, there is a vibe about that place, you know, that, that doesn't feel right or seem right. Larry's had some really bad encounters with that place. Yeah, and, and my can, wife experienced them after I came home, that type of thing. But yeah, Velisca's not a place where you want to toy with. Right. And you can go listen to the, in, in season one, Larry's whole in, uh, story about that and how it affected his life. Um, it really affected the the female that was with us, Casey, at the time. You know, she was really upset she couldn't be part of the podcast. But uh, you can go back and listen again to the podcast episode we did in season two and hear the, 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 her freaking out and run, basically running out of the room because she was so scared. Right. Now, in this house, you know, this was our June 23rd, 2015 investigation. You know, the story goes, you know, there was, there was seven you know, unsolved murders, you know, in this place, you know, of a family and, and children. Actually, it was eight. Well, yeah, eight, eight. I'm sorry. Yeah. But uh, upstairs, downstairs, in every room, there was there was a murder, basically. Uh, and it's still unsolved. It's still, you know, to this day, no one knows actually who did it. Um, the the axe murderer or who, murderers, if there was two, they, there's there's stories of them having it hidden out in the attic. There, there's there's stories of them hiding in the underneath of the basement area. But the attic place, a lot of people get uh, some creepy vibes and some some, some EVPs and the TV show uh, Ghost Adventures. Right. You know, they had uh, an encounter in that attic that was pretty creepy, pretty scary. You can go check it out on YouTube. Well, uh, on our podcast page, you can go and look at the, the pictures that we posted and the sequence of pictures in that room. And I'm glad I found the series of pictures that I took. And I think there's six. I want to... You know what? There's actually... There was actually seven pictures... But I didn't post number seven because number seven was just really, really blurry. So the way the story goes, I think I was the only one that sat in there alone, wasn't we I? Took, we were taking turns, okay. and you were the second one to take a turn. And uh, I was sitting in the hallway kind of by the attic door. And um, the see, Casey and, uh, and uh, Jay were also on the second floor. They were, I think they were in the, in the uh, Moore's bedroom. But you were in the attic by yourself. And you'd been in there, what, maybe 10 minutes or right. so? And, 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 and again, you know, it's, it's not a good feeling. And I think I remember telling you guys, don't go too far. I got, I, yeah. I, I, I really didn't want to spend, I didn't want to take my chances in this house because again, it, with my background of being so religious, you know, I, I, I did not want to take the chance of anything coming home with me and going with my and, family or friends or and anything. And the thing about the attic too, when you're in there, um, there's two doors you have to go through to get out of there. Right. You know, right. so it's not. So I'm sitting uh, right next to one of the giant doors and I've got, again, there's a description of what went down. And basically what I was doing, I was trying to get pictures of the same thing and just take several, several pictures in a row. And after I would take a picture, I would always check the, you know, the, the, the film. I would take a few pictures and then look at it and see if I saw anything in there uh, on the pictures. And these photos, you'll see, they're in infrared. So Bonzi was sitting in the dark. It's completely Picture pitch one black. is straight across from the room. It's a little bit blurry, so I took a few more. Picture two, um, you know, and, and now that I see picture two, look, at is that a shadow there in picture two? Because that one looks a little more clear. It may be, yeah. It's, uh, what in the heck? But what you really want to look at is picture number four. You can really see something in the camera lens view. And that's what I saw and freaked out about when I was in that room and called out your name and said, hey, you want to come look at this? Well, the reason you freaked out was 
for one thing, it was how you were holding the camera. And the thing is, and, we, and we'll at some point, I'll take a photo of the, of the camera this week so, and then we can post it on here. But there's no way to put your finger in front of the lens unless you would do that intentionally. With my left hand, which my left hand, I was holding the flashlight. Right. My right hand, my was, right index finger was on the button to take the picture. The shutter picture. and holding yeah. the camera. And yeah. You had, a, you had a camera strap around your neck. Yeah. Holding the camera basically with your right hand. Right holding a flashlight in his left hand, so there's no way to get a finger in front of the camera lens. That is definitely a shadow there in picture number two. Yeah, yeah, there's darkness there. And then nothing in three, and then the white shape or whatever in four. And it looks like kind of like the tip of a finger. Yeah, and then over here in picture five, a dark shadow on the right-hand side. So it's almost like it moved from the left to the right, and it's just, it's unexplainable. What was it? Yeah. Who knows? Did, you know, and, and you could say, oh, that looks like a fingertip. Well, if it is a fingertip, a fingertip from who? Whose finger is that? Exactly. Right. It's, it's somebody trying to reach from behind me. I, I, and that's what I really hated. And, and I will say this, not with this particular camera, but, you know, I've had, I've taken photos where there's a camera strap in front of it or, you know, something you can tell is like a smudge on the camera lens or whatever, but we couldn't from this. No, you know, There's no, no way. We, no. We, we basically couldn't figure it out. Number six is Whispers Estate, and again, uh, we've got great video. Oh, did we? We didn't do the EVPs. From oh, the no, we didn't. Do yeah. the, we, so here's our the EVPs that we have uh, from the Velisca house. Let me go to, okay, here's the first one. So that EVP we think is Richard. Tell me how you feel. Who's Richard? Yeah, I've in the research I've done and, and the books I've read on the Velisca murders. Uh, there's no one connected to the place named Richard. Next one is pretty good too. So what do we think is being said there? Sounds like she came, died. And uh, both of those were recorded in the children's room upstairs, and that's where the four the kids were murdered. Right next to the attic where I got this yeah. awesome pics. All right, so let's get to Whispers Estate now. And again, uh, number six and number five, I had to combine these two together because when I was going through and I was you know going through the jaw-dropping moments, um, Whispers Estates, I think, is, is a place that you and I both think we need to go back because we just didn't have enough time with that place. Right. There's there's definitely something there. It's And it's a huge building. Yeah. You know, and to cover all those rooms and all those stories to try and um, investigate, it's just hard to do with two people. Right. It really, really is. You need several days or nights. And to we have. wanted to get a lot of video from this place. I think this was the first investigation. What year was this? This was 2018. This is the first one I think we really, we really documented everything we could with video this right, time. Right. So that we could, if we got anything uh, that happened around us, then we, we would be able to, to, to go back and watch it. And the reputation of the building, too, is, is whispers, which, you know, we didn't hear when we were there, but we did record a whisper. Yes. And, and you can go watch the or listen to the podcast, and, and the video is there. It's on YouTube. Uh, just look up Whispers Estate. Um, the first one is I, the basement uh, inter interaction that we have there. Uh, it was very, very creepy. And you can go watch on the video. They're unexplained sounds. You see Larry and I sitting across from one another. 
And it's complete dark in that basement when this is going down. Right. And it, it happens several, several times in, it, in the basement. And you I know? remember the uh, the two ladies that, that kind of you know take care of the place told us that they they wouldn't go down in the basement. No. They didn't like it. They'd had experiences down there. Right. And so you need to go watch that video right now. Uh, we've got a couple of uh, EVPs that we're going to play from from uh, Whisper's estate, and uh, they are pretty creepy. Bang something, slam the door, knock the axe over. What was that? Did you hear that? Yeah. The Seriously, floor. what was that? It's not the floor creaking, did it? It came over here from my right. I thought it came over here. No, it came from my right. Make that sound again. If you belong here, make that sound again. And that is from the basement video. Yeah. Um, again, we were doubting where that was coming from, what side of the room that was on. And seeing your face in that video again uh, is just very just like, man, what what is happening? What is going on? You're trying to focus and listen to see where it's coming from. And like, again, you thought it was coming, you know, to your, to your from your, I guess it was My your, right. your yeah. right. And you and, thought it was and, coming from your left. Yeah. Yeah. It's, which, yeah, it didn't make sense. Right. All right, uh, and then again, here is the actual whisper that we picked up uh, while we were there, and this happened at, at, at like twelve twenty-four um, in the evening. If you want us to leave the basement, do something. Let us hear you move. Hear that? Is that you? No, it's to my right. It wasn't you. So again, we're we're arguing with each other on where it came from. Right. And you hear the whisper answer the question. Before you answer. Before I answer it. Yeah. It was, it was crazy. No, it's to my right. Is that you? No, it's to my right. Was it you? So Whispers Estate. There and, you go, man. And again, the those crackling sounds, the tape recorder or the audio recorder was on a table. We weren't touching it. And the whole time that I'm there, I keep thinking, man, this is going to be great for our Halloween show. This is going to be great for video. Um, we need to make sure we do more video every single time. And I promise we're going to hopefully do that with, with more of our investigations, get that video and that audio uh, put together. Because the video here of the shower curtain opening um, if we weren't taking video, Larry, we couldn't prove it. We could tell the story, yeah. right? Right. And people may or may not believe it, but when you see it, yeah, um, it's pretty crazy, right? And the way we went back and looked and saw the video from when I first went in there, driving by it, and or not driving by it, walking by it, and seeing the curtain totally closed, yeah. And then later on, when you went in there, the curtain 
is it's wide things open. like that that make a believer out of you and instantly send a cold chill down your spine. Right. So here is a couple other EVPs that we got from uh, Whispers Estate. But again, if you want to go watch the video, go to the podcast page. The video is 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 one part, so you get the basement sound and the shower curtain opening in both uh, the same video. But uh, here, here are a couple of the EVPs from that place. And again, Larry thinks that says hola. I think it says hold up. You know, we, we, we've, we've talked about that back and forth a couple of times. And, yeah. and that's the thing about these EVPs, you know. What did you hear? What, what did you, you know, how did you hear it? Where did you hear it? Uh, it may sound different coming out of different uh, microphones or different headphones or different uh, spaces that you're listening in. So you could hear d- several different things. And when this was recorded, I was upstairs and you were downstairs. Yep, and yourself. I was downstairs by myself. Uh, this one came from Virgil's Closet. At Whispers Estate. Looking for him and found him locked in the closet. Ow. This here actually reminds me of the uh, Velisca attic. Yeah, a lot. In the closet. Ow. This here actually reminds me of the uh, Velisca attic. Yeah, a lot. So you hear the whisper again from the Whispers Estate. Right. Whether it says ow Ow. or o or no or Or out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a creepy it, EVP. That it shouldn't be there. Um, number four on my list of Bonzi's top ten paranormal encounters: uh, Edinburgh Manor and the Facebook Live flashes. Uh, we're gonna get to that, and 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 basically, we've got two uh, YouTube clips, or was it one? I think we got one YouTube clip that I'm gonna share with you guys. And the Edinburgh Manor story again from our summer 2017 investigation. Uh, that I think that was was that what was was the Facebook flash incident was that our first encounter with Facebook live or, or, or really any video at all that happened while we were doing the investigation yeah I think it was the first one that you did as far as Facebook live was it our very first Facebook I think live? so I think so we might have done some really short ones but this was the first one that we just actually that we tried kind of really, like run yeah and let the let the listeners uh, and what's crazy about what's this one on. is that we didn't know what was going on while it was happening right until you know, we stopped, I think, doing our EVP session or doing something. Nothing was going on at all. Right. I mean, to, to make us aware of what... And I think the probably the listeners, what they were seeing, they were they were thinking, I think, that, that we were taking photos. Pictures of something in that yeah. dark room, and we were not. We were not. Uh, do you remember the total number of flashes again? That there, we was, count? there was 20-some, 20. over 20. <laughs> yeah. And, and, the, and the crazy thing that we found out from this last podcast that we did... Remember, you can go back and listen to the Edinburgh podcast, Edinburgh Manor podcast. We found out when our investigation, again, as we're researching the, the flashes, that flashes seem to happen every time you and I would ask a question. Right. Or we would say something. It, short, would, it would be right after we were done talking. Exactly. It was just shortly after we would ask a question or say something, boom, these flashes. It almost looked like lightning. Yeah. And, and it, it wasn't lightning out. <laughs> and it, it's crazy to watch that video. So, again, that was a jaw. I remember that happening. And thinking people were screwing with us and yeah. messing with us and trying to scare us and until we went back and watched it again. You didn't notice right away that uh, these flashes were happening because you had set your phone down yeah. um, that we were doing the Facebook Live. And finally, you just wanted to check, see if there was anyone commenting, any comments. watching. Yeah. And there was... Everybody was like, what are these white flashes? Exactly. Are, you, are you taking pictures? We're like, right, what? Right. What are you talking so about? So then we went back and reviewed the video and no. there we were. All right. So there are a couple of EVPs. That we picked up from from Edinburgh Manor, and this first one is from ten thirty eight. Uh, 
And this was from the room we were in. This is the room that we were in. Hey there, and then something after that. Yeah, which... it, we it it, it kind of sounds like you could verbalize being saying welcome, but um, it could be something else. Here's another EVP from Edinburgh Manor, and you want to set this one up? Um, again, it's this one is just it's, it's weird because it's like a group of voices talking, you know. We are nowhere near that recorder, and every time I listen to that EVP, I think I hear more and more and yeah. more There's voices like... and sounds and stuff that just should not be there. Yep, barely audible. Some of the things are barely audible, but some of them are pretty loud. Pretty creepy, man. All right, so number three on my list of the Bonzi Top 10 Paranormal Encounters, the Granite City uh, glass-throwing incident. And this usually, Larry, when I when I talk to people about doing these and, 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 and people are interested if they hear that I've done these before, this usually is my go-to uh, for, for proof um, right off the bat. Because first of all, it's, I know where to find it on YouTube real quick. It's, right. it's Ghost Throws Glass. Um, at at people or ghost ghost throws glass at something or other. It's really easy to find. But this is, I mean, the most hard thing for me to explain. What happened? Yeah. And there were four of us when this went down. Five. Well, there was four of us on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. So there was, yeah, four of us on the floor. Right. There were six of us total, six total in the building, but four of us were on that floor when it happened. And I just remember for the first time, this was our second investigation, feeling like, man, I don't want to do this anymore. Well, like, even, that was very, very, I was creeped out. You can hear in the video that I was creeped out. Even before this happened, there was something about the second floor that you didn't like, and it really bothered you. Yeah, and explain really quick before I play the, the audio clip of that. Again, this Granite City building, and, 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 and I tell people the history about it, and I, and I don't think I do it justice, but I just remember you talking about, and actually maybe the guy when he did the tour of the building, talking about it being, and I could have swore it was World War One or World War Two, but it used to be a place where soldiers would come with their families and they would keep them there during the war when they were misplaced when they came back from the war. Is that right? Well, the the property itself, it was where immigrants had basically camped out uh, because of the steel mills, steel mills in Granite City in that area, um, which is where this uh, YMCA is. Um, there was a flood when a lot of these immigrants were, were you know, washed away in this flood and killed. And, and uh, there's been a lot of deaths on the property um, and also in the building. And I remember Bill Whitehead, who at the time was giving us the tour, uh, explained that even on the second floor there, and, and I don't have the room number in, in front of me, but in the area that you were very uncomfortable, someone had died in the room there, and there'd been other deaths in that building. 
So I'm going to play the audio here for us, and I don't remember if it's bleeped out or not. That's the only it thing. Is. It is. The YouTube clip is bleeped yeah. out? Okay, yeah. so let's go ahead and play that. Well, the, yeah, it has to be, I think. Tripper, take the meter down there. Sarah, you stay there. Did you guys take a picture? No. Did you see a flashbang? I did. I thought you took a picture. No. Did you see that flash? Son of a Okay, I'm getting extreme. Come down here. I'm getting extremely cold. You're right here. I know you're right here. Who did that flash? Did you get that on camera, that flash? I saw it in the camera. Look at this. What's the temperature? I mean, this is back of my head. It started out at 22. Oh my god. Do you saw that? Who made that flash? If you can do that, you can shut this door. I want you to shut number 201. Shut this door. Shut it now. At least attempt to shut it. Push it halfway shut. Shut that door. Please. Sarah, don't go too far, man. What? Well, if it shuts the door, I want to catch it. Did you do that? What the f***? Sir, was that you? No. She kicked something on the floor. No, I didn't. And that sounded like something dropped. Okay, my f***ing heart is beating. I'm getting goosebumps again. Just wait a second because it's interacting. No, she kicked something. <laughs> Every time I watch that video, I'm thrown back to that moment where I was totally spooked and freaked out because, again, we didn't know what that was. And it sounded like I, I tried immediately to, to, to disprove that. I tried immediately, Larry, to be like, she had to kick something yeah. on the floor because that was so hard and so loud. And you could tell by the camera movement how slow that Sarah, who was operating the camera, was walking. And um, she said she definitely knew she didn't didn't kick anything. Right. Um, and then, of course, you in the background, you could just hear by the tone of your voice that you're uncomfortable. Right. And that wasn't the first or the last time that, that, that something was no. thrown or something was banged around where we were at. And, and and that was another thing that creeped me out. And later on, we did find, we tried multiple things that we found on the floor to try to recreate the sound. Right. And it wasn't until we found a chunk of glass and we kept it first and that wasn't it. And then we tossed it down the hallway yeah. and it was the exact sound. Here's one of the uh, EVPs we got from Granite City. And uh, again, very, 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 and, very And this crazy. is in a different part of the building. Downstairs in the locker room area. Right. And the thing about this clip, too, just so that for the listeners, this you can tell this isn't something falling from the ceiling. You can hear it actually hit one of the lockers and bounce off and hit the floor. Can you take a flash burst or not? Yeah. Let's do a whole bunch, dude. That is not... That wasn't you? you, man. No, that's not... Dude, I'm not... I'm shaking. Anymore. All right. Again, man, we were definitely trying to figure out what was going on. Right. And uh, again, um, Sarah and I were at a different part of the building, but you guys were down there. And the thing was, I think one of your flashlights didn't work and you had left the other one in the pool area. So you were asking one of the investigators to take a flash burst so with that we his could camera. See. Yeah. Right. And you guys were in, in pitch black when that right. happened. But one thing I wanted to add, too, that we, we missed on that video 
um, you'll hear, and I can't remember the intern, what we called her, her name. That Trigger? Went, Trigger. Yeah. Trigger had a laser pointed thermometer, mm-hmm. and you would ask her to check the temperature, and it was about 80 degrees in that building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was warm. Yeah. And you hear her voice say it's 22 degrees. Yeah. At the at end of the hallway, you go to the video, and she and she shines it down and or points it down and pulls the trigger. Her face says it all. It's 22. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here's another uh, locker room bang that happened there in the sauna area. Oh, wait. Oh, you play? Okay, you got yeah. that one? Okay. So there's a second one. That's the same damn thing. Oh my god. Well, I'm going back to the pool. Okay. Is that the way to the pool? I don't know. This way is to the pool. I'm not going back. Okay. So that was me and Trigger, and we had split up again, and that was in that same sauna area. That happened after the first locker bang happened, which was again. Something was throwing something at us that yeah. night, and that night, um, that was you had been in the sauna mm-hmm. and uh, had felt the or heard the the door, door rattle jiggling. Yeah, yeah. So I think you were going to have uh, have the trigger trigger, in there. trigger yeah. go in the sauna, but that was she didn't have a chance to get yeah. in there because that happens. Yeah, you know? and we couldn't find our way out of there. It was kind of like a maze down there it in was. that basement it, area. Go listen to the uh, Granite City investigation from season two, guys. There's another there's a, clip. Were you gonna, a lot of EVPs in that? Were you going to play Sarah's clip? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Barbie clip. We this definitely is, have this that. Is very th- th- this was like one of the coolest EVPs that we ever found, uh, and I think you were totally blown away by this because not only did it get picked up on one recorder, it was picked up on two recorders in different areas. And they sounded one of different. mine and one of yours. Yeah, they sounded different. Hello, girls. Would you like to play Barbie? Hello, girls. Would you like to So explain that clip a little bit because the best part about that clip is you guys don't hear the EVP no. that happens in between there. But Sarah says she feels something on her leg. Right, we're we're down in the pool area, and we were told, you know, by Bill that uh, a little girl had died in the pool years ago. She drowned, and uh, Sarah and I were down in the pool, just the two of us. And I was asking questions. Nothing seemed to be going on or happening. So I thought, well, maybe if it was a little girl that drowned, she would like to be talking to another female. So I asked Sarah, why don't you ask some questions? Well, the first question Sarah asked was, hey, little girl, do you like to play with Barbies? And immediately Sarah said she felt something go down her leg, like somebody touching her. And then that's when she recorded a voice, and I, I did too. Mine that you just heard sounds more like a whisper saying no. And now the next one you're going to play is with Sarah's recorder. And that's the crazy part is that we knew exactly where to go find that clip because she had that happen to her. Right. Both of us. That was the first thing I think you and I both wanted to review from our recorder and your recorder. We found the same thing, but different. Yeah. Which on her recorder, it sounds like a more clear little girl voice on your recorder it sounded more like a whisper. And our recorders were no more than 15 or 20 feet apart. And they match up perfectly when you lay those pieces of audio on right. each other, which, right. again, I mean, it's just, it's 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 proof. And when you play the two together, it's just definitely no. Yeah, it's know? proof. So that, again, is the Granite City Investigation. That's number three on my list of top ten paranormal encounters. Number two, man, uh, I think Larry can agree. This is one that we always talk about when people... Ask us about paranormal investigations. I mean, and, and, this right. always this, this this to me was I, I think again the um, 
main ingredient, Larry, if you're going to get into EVPs, if you're going to get into paranormal investigation, this is the kind of thing you want to have happen when you go, which is interaction. Yep. And smart interaction. Right. That you know something is actually responding to you, and there's two of us in that room. It's not just one of us, you know, there's two of us in the room at the same time. Right, and the timing is so spot on, it's... It couldn't be coincidence. No. And we got over, what, 13, 14, 15 responses right. from questions. And I'm so glad. I tell people, so I'm, I'm so glad Larry was there because you're way more experienced at this and you knew what was going on. And to set up this elementary school math test clip that we're going to play, there, I, I, there's a video that you're going to be able to watch, a montage video, and see what the school looked like. You can actually see what the classroom looked like because I found a picture that we took. Right. And we didn't have for our first podcast that we did. So go look at the podcast page. Um. Uh, we had heard a noise or a sound before this encounter happened. Uh, Larry, of course, wanted to be in this room immediately after this happened because it was a pretty loud sound that we heard in yeah. that room. Um, and it almost happened immediately in this classroom. I was sitting on the floor in the back part of the room. Larry was standing up. In the front of the the classroom, there's desk in there, there's chalk in there, there's and these are original papers there, yeah. original to the elementary school. And you'll see, you'll see again the, the the school, the front of the school here, a picture that we took, and then you'll see the the classroom desks, and you'll see the actual room and the in the in the in the area that Larry was standing in when asking these questions. But of course, remember it was pitch black; it wasn't lit up like this picture is on the video. And we asked, tw- I'm sorry, I was say we asked twenty one, twenty two questions. Uh-huh. Um, we recorded nine responses. We have five here I think you're going to play. Yep. Uh, but we actually heard more responses that our recorder didn't pick up. Right. And, and and the thing about it is they were different responses. They were pops, clicks, taps. That was what was really cool about this. And these are educated responses right. from something or some things or some ones in that room. And the math test, I had set up the parameters that, you know, I'm going to I said basically we're gonna. I'm your substitute teacher. We're gonna have math class, math class today. Uh, and anyhow, I would ask addition questions, and I told him to to knock or make a noise to to come up with the answer. Right. And I think what makes my jaw drop on this one so much, and and it continues every time I listen to it. I'm just like I'm I'm blown away that we got this. We do these types of questions on every investigation, right? And I'm gonna say eighty percent of the time we don't get any responses back. I would say you know, even more, ninety percent, yeah, or more. closer to ninety yeah. percent. Yeah, we don't get anything back, responses, sounds, anything. Um, but we ask the questions. This was totally opposite, and it was just again. I think the the, the number of times it kept happening. You keep hearing Larry and I both. We, I, I think you and I were in such disbelief that that this was happening. We kept doubting each other. We kept, you know, making sure that we heard that, making sure that both of us heard that at the same time, and that it wasn't the other guy doing right. making a noise from, right. by moving or. So here is uh, the montage that you can go check out on the uh, podcast page at nine nine seven themix dot com. Number two, one plus zero equals. Is that you? Did you hear that? Yeah. That's not you. No. You're not moving your feet or anything. No, I'm standing perfectly still. Last question. This is for extra credit. One plus one plus one. 
Did you hear that? Is that you? No. Okay, this will be a bonus question. Whoever answer this, we'll get 50 points. This is the last question. What's one? Is that you, Chris? Yeah, sorry. Okay, that's all right. What's one <coughs> plus one? Yeah, that was three. That was three knocks. I have a quarter here. If you answer this question, I'll leave it right on this desk. It's heads up. It's 25 cents. You can buy candy with it. Last time. One plus one equals... Did you hear it? Did you hear it? I heard it. It was like boom boom. Yep. That quarter is yours. If you want another quarter, knock one time. Now let's try this for extra, extra credit. I just need to know if you're a boy or a girl. If you're a boy, knock once, girl, knock twice. Larry, that was not you. Yeah. And it seemed like the simpler the question, the quicker the answers, you know? Yeah, and again, man, <laughs> I just jaw dropped. I mean, you really don't need to say anything. You play that for somebody, you know, how, how do you... Yeah. And the thing, too, is a lot of people know you. And if you can debunk or disprove something, you would. Oh, I, you and I have gotten to many dis discussions where I'm like, I know that's me. Yeah. No, it's not. I know that's me, Larry. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. So it, it, <laughs> people know you, and you play this form. It's like, wow. Yeah. You know, how do you explain it? You can't. No. I mean, you can't explain There's it. There's no we, explaining we know that. it. Um, in the last one, number one, you know, my, my number one paranormal encounter, again, this is going to be number one probably forever, just because of the way I felt, the way I uh, was, was just blown away, and, and, and I guess the way I was proven, you know, I'm not a big believer in psychics, I'm not a big believer in, um, what do you call it, um, not psychics, you call it something else. Uh, clairvoyance? Yeah, 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 or, or, or what does Mr. Pickman like to be called? He doesn't want to be known as a psychic, right? But, but he has somehow he's got a connection to the other side. Yeah. Um, and the reason, one of the reasons we went, you'd heard the stories about the Sally House, but uh, the previous year I went and I had witnessed uh, Tony Pickman uh, when I visited he and his wife at their their house where they live now. Um, I had witnessed scratches breaking out in his body, and again, it wasn't you didn't believe me. Maybe you didn't believe me, uh, but you wanted to see for yourself. I totally didn't believe you. No. So anyhow, the next year when we decided to go here, I contacted the Pickmans, but I didn't tell them who I was bringing because I wanted you to see firsthand how good he was and that he would probably pick up things about you or somebody in our group that went. Um, but you, for that reason, videotaped it. Yeah. And this, I think, was... Yeah, it was. It was the first time that we had really kind of sat down and done like a question and answer form with Tony Pickman that was recorded, right? I don't think right. you did a video I'd never video Q and A in, with him, right? In his house. No, I'd ask him okay. questions just personally, you know, okay. had conversations, but never recorded our conversations. And so my, my uh, ex sister in law went with us. Uh, this was her uh third or fourth time that she had gone on an investigation uh on her own. First time with us. Um and again we knew the Sally House and how the reputation of this place was not positive. 
Right. And you had had a lot of d- different negative experiences with this house. And again, my goal, my number one reason for wanting to do the Sally House was I thought I could go there and free the house of whatever was there. I mean, I, I you know, I thought, man, I can go. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling tough now. Well, you thought you, know? you, you thought you could figure it out. You know, thought I could figure out the the stuff and 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 help Tony Pickman out a little bit and see if this guy was the real deal. Watching the videos and the evidence and the shows and there was TV documentaries done on him. Look, there's no way that any of this stuff is real. There's you know, no way that any of this stuff in the Sally house is real. There's just no way. And you, you'll go on the web and you'll see people say, oh, this guy, he's, he's a, this is all fake. You know, this guy's a fraud. No, this stuff's real. And the Sally house, when I would come back from investigations, really didn't affect me. But with the Sally house, it's known to affect, like an investigator will go to the house but then either their family or their friends will have things happen to them, people that don't even go there. Right. And that's and, and plus, I'd recorded some really, really negative-sounding EVPs, voices in that house. So all that kind of thing was kind of the reason we went. Yeah. And so we didn't even, I'm telling you right now, Larry and I, we're going to have to go back um, and do an investigation because we never actually got to investigate the house together. No. And well, my wife has already said, if you guys go back, you may need to find another place to live. Oh, she, she doesn't want man. me to go back. All right, well, she definitely doesn't want me to go back to Villisca. But I, right. I think, you know, we need to go. Yeah. And so we never even got to go back to investigate the house because of what happened with Tony Pickman and my ex-sister-in-law. Just of it is, you go watch the video, you're going to see... Uh, physical scratches happen to him right in front of our faces. You're going to hear uh, whatever is communicating with Tony Pickman um, warn us about going back over there because we're not safe. And it basically, because, I was just going to say, it basically threatened your sister-in-law well, with harm to her family. Right, and that's what I'm saying. It warned us because it said there is something back in St. Louis that knows where your family is. And again, the important thing is, Tony couldn't have made any of this up. It's no, just, just I didn't too know spot on. half of this information. I, I didn't know pretty much all the information that he was giving about my ex sister in law. I didn't know her grandpa's name. I didn't know when he. I didn't even know he had died. His nickname. His nickname. Her um, dog's names. You know, uh, none of her uh, family info. She was a very private person on Facebook. Her maiden name. Didn't know that. Didn't know that her uh, daughter had her maiden name as last name. The so, creepiest part for me was how. He started describing her house yeah. like he was looking through the eyes of, something of somebody walking, walking through, through her house. Yeah, it yeah. was crazy. Described the way my brother sat on the couch. And he described even saw, the bedroom of my uh, step-niece, which was crazy. And he even saw like your brother and and your sister-in-law's little girl in the house. Yeah, yeah. And, and, the, and the drawings and the paintings on the fridge. Yeah. And it's just very, very disturbing. And, um, you know, I just didn't feel right going and doing that investigation when it's that's not just her family that's my family also it would have been wrong to being do threatened so yeah um i'm glad that we made that choice not to go we've tried to reach out to the pickmans a few times and uh uh no luck uh we wish them the best uh hope that, I, that both of them are doing okay i think now they for a while they were getting back into doing like investigations and they've decided to stay away from the paranormal just because of the negative effect it's, right. it's and had what's on happened on their life. Yeah, their yeah. physical life too. And it you know? still goes on to this day. Um, but yeah, this this place, I think you personally saw how real number this one is. encounter. I mean, it's yeah. just I, I don't even like talking about it for a long period of time because I'm scared what it'll stir up. Yeah, and I uh, should I say scared? Well, 
Deb and Tony both told me that there were people that had contacted them. They would just read on the web about the Sally yeah. House, and they would start experiencing things. Yeah. I'm, I shouldn't say I'm scared of what it would stir up. I just don't want anything to be stirred up. And you don't know what you're stirring unless up. Unless I'm prepped for it, unless I'm ready for it, unless I'm going back. If I go back, I'm taking holy water. I'm taking squirt gun with holy water in it. I'm taking rose water yeah. with this. I'm taking rose. I'm taking everything I can. The thing about to protect myself to go back to this place. The thing about places like the Sally House, I mean, yeah, prepare, but there's really no way to prepare for right. it because you don't know what it's going to happen. Your faith better be strong too. Is what exactly, I'm exactly. Um, we'll play two EVP clips and then we'll have uh, Larry can ask me some questions. Oh, maybe one about thing this. too, just to let the people know how we got these clips. We set up our equipment in the house yeah. first, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. we went to have our visit with the Pickmans. Yeah, then you'll see that video again on the YouTube. Uh, so nobody is in the house when these things no, were recorded. nobody's there. Now, that was in the living room, and that's a crystal clear. Here you go. Yeah. Here you go. Nobody's in the house. No. Here you go. This one here really creeps me out. So if you'd like to go back, I'm not going to keep playing that over and over again, but you can go listen to it for yourself over and over and over again. And, and if you, you slow it down, if you if you pause it a little bit and go through it, I mean, we think it, it says the devil battles you. Or bothers you. Ba- or battles bothers you. Bothers you, you. Yeah. yeah. And so, again, that was picked up in, in one of the bedrooms, and we weren't in the house. Right. And that's a not a very friendly-sounding EVP. And if you want to hear some of the more negative-sounding EVPs, if that's not yeah. negative enough, go back to season one and listen to the Sally House episode. Yeah, Larry definitely had his turn in the Sally House and, and keeps going back, and I don't understand why, but I do know that if we have a chance, we should go back and uh, prep ourselves really good maybe, you know, and, and get ready to try to, uh, you know, go back. I mean, I mean, part of me wants to go back. The other part is like, man, do I really want to go back? Yeah, <laughs> you know. And, you know? Uh, Again, it's if you're if you're in this to really find the truth, you almost have to go back to places like this. If you're going to back away from, it, you might as well stop. The one thing that sticks out to me is like, what if we go back? And obviously, we're, we're unable to talk to the Pickmans right now because they're not actively doing any uh, paranormal uh, work I don't at think all they, right now. Right now, they don't want anything. To what do if we that. go back and we have nothing to do with the Pickmans? We go back, and what if we're there doing the investigation? All of a sudden, something happens or picks up that I hear, you know, something or we hear something about my family. I mean. Again, I don't know if I'd be able to handle that. I don't know if I'd be able to prep myself enough, Larry, to be like, okay, let's continue doing this investigation. Right. You have to kind of weigh the benefit against you the, know what I'm saying. The risk. I, yeah. I just don't think there'd be any way. I think you'd feel guilty, and I would too. Yeah, I would feel know. totally guilty about because bringing it, that back into my it life. It was basically what, and again, they can watch the video, but basically what was said that night was it was an absolute threat yeah. to Kate, your sister in law, yeah. about her little girl. Yeah, and Tony looked right at us, said she, she, she should not go in that house. That's right. That's right. She should not go in that house. All right. Um, that, but, those are my top 10. All right. Before we wrap it up here. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to get to the, your questions real yeah, quick I'm, here because I know I'm you're I'm not going to ask as many because you've covered some of it here. But, you know, I just I just want to kind of know, you know, and we've talked about this 
before, but just so the listeners kind of know your viewpoint. Um, you went into it with one view, I think, and now you've got maybe a, a, a more educated view of the paranormal, the supernatural. Um, but just briefly, I mean, if there is a brief way to do this, how's your beliefs in the paranormal changed since you your first investigation? Well, I th- I've, I've told you this before. I said, you know, doing this and, and getting into, involved in, into this stuff with you, I never expected uh, to get this much interaction, this much paranormal uh you know, activity um, in my life. But like you said, when you go looking for it, you go searching for it, that's when you start finding things. And I think maybe in a way it finds, finds us or finds right. you. But I also think, too, what it's done is it's made me way more open-minded when other people share their stories. Yeah. That's what it does. Right. It doesn't make me automatically go to my light switch of... They're telling a, 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 a bunch of, of lies. Or, or they're not mistaking, but they, they believe something happened when it, there right. was really an explanation. And then it makes me want to go where they went. Right. Then it makes me want to try to, hey, let's go see if that actually is what happened. Right. It's Yeah, exactly. And um, I, I've done a lot of presentations over the years, you know, where the people will come and everything. And one of the first things I tell them is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not here to... Um, try to convince you that the paranormal or the supernatural is real. You have to experience it for yourself. It's like the old adage, you know, seeing is believing. I think you've seen things now, yeah. you know. I don't think we've mentioned enough the books that Larry has done, and they're all available on Amazon. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, how many books do you have up there right now? Uh, seven, eight coming out, hopefully this summer. All right, very good. And we've got other investigations that we're going to be going on, guys. Uh, this is the uh, end of Season 2, Episode uh, 13 so stay tuned uh, for season three, and who knows what's going to go down in season three. We might do a podcast actually live at a location. I think that'd be pretty cool. I think so. And uh, see what we can see or hear. Well, we've got an investigation coming up this month. Yeah. That hopefully it'll be as spectacular as some of the others have. Pretty excited about it. Remember, you can catch the podcast on Apple, Google Play, Spotify, all over. Share them. Question us. We'd love to hear your emails and comments and opinions. And don't forget to go and see the videos and pictures that go along with the Bonzi's Top 10 Paranormal Encounters for Season 2, the finale, Episode 13. Thanks for listening, and be sure to tune in again next time as Bonzi and I once again unravel more mysteries of the paranormal. Until then, happy hauntings! You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.